Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros, and I am your host today. Thanks so much for finding some time out of your busy day to spend with me. I know that we have a lot of spinning plates in our life, and I'm always honored when someone takes some time to spend with me, because as I always say, time is that one commodity that you just can't get back. So today we're going to be talking about the facilities service management industry. And you may be thinking, what does that mean? Well, that includes janitorial services, um, pet con- uh, pest control, recycling, shredding, landscaping, parking lot maintenance, and so much more. And we're talking about uh, com- um, providing this service for commercial properties. Um, I recently read some stats, and it said the facilities management market share is expected to increase to almost 740 billion, that's with a B, billion from 2021 to 2026. So we are just getting started in this, and they're saying that market growth will indicate an 8.87 increase. Those are crazy numbers. That's what we're going to be talking about today, and my guest is Scott Kubek. And Scott has been with System 4 Facilities Service Management Franchise since 2008. And today, he is their Chief Operating Officer. System 4 was founded in 2004 and started as a janitorial company. Today, they provide full um, facility service management to their clients. So please help me in welcoming Scott to the show. Scott, welcome to the show today. Hi, Linda. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. And hello to all the listeners out there as well. Absolutely. So glad to have you here. And, you know, Scott, sometimes the that commercial uh, facilities management is not something that someone immediately thinks about when they think of franchising, but there's such a market out there, just like I had said earlier. And before we get started on that, Scott, tell me a little bit about your background and what drew you to System 4. Sure. Uh, So my background, um, I I actually started off uh, with my career thinking I was going to be an educator. Uh, And in many ways, I I am through training and coaching. Uh, So originally went to school, I was actually going to be a professor of English. Um, And then through various things that happened in life, uh, decided to get into B2B sales. Uh, so I did that after uh, I finished up my undergrad time, and, and through that process, I was also uh, had a small cleaning business on the side, oddly enough. So ultimately, mm-hmm. what brought me to System 4 
I would be remiss not to mention that my father is uh, the founder of the company, so there's certainly that uh, connection with him. Uh, mm-hmm. But with that being said, the business had been operating for four years before I came into it, and, and what really made it a good fit outside, of course, of the family is that you know, my education background, writing background, and quite frankly, my cleaning background kind of all came together at a good time uh, because System 4 was in need of a significant amount of new training materials. Uh, so I was brought in originally to help shore up all the training materials and provide support to our franchisees. You know, it's so, um, to me, it is so exciting to see a family business grow to uh, the size of System 4. And maybe your father didn't, or maybe he did have that vision in his head when he started it in 2004, just as a janitorial service. Um, Tell me about how that grew and um, and what that looked like as you became more of a full-service um, company. Sure. Yeah, so to your point, uh, when, when System 4 was founded, uh, we focused on just delivering janitorial services, and the way we did that was by selling what we call the unit franchises. So we would help you know, people start, start their, their own cleaning business from scratch. And uh, things were moving along quite nicely. Uh, So to your point, in 2004, the business was founded. Uh, By 2012, we had 28 offices around the country, several hundred unit franchises um, that that were working in those markets and providing cleaning services to our clients. And then in late 2012, uh, what started to happen is there started to be a lot of discussion around employee misclassification. This is actually still an issue today. Uh, I guess the most common one would be, you know, are Uber and Lyft drivers employees or are they independent contractors? Well, Mm -hmm. that same question kind of came to our industry as well, amongst many others. So we made a pretty uh, big and difficult decision at the time, which was we were going to basically hit pause on our company and reinvent ourselves. And and we did that because we wanted to protect the investment, not only that we have made, but more importantly, that our franchisees have made into, you know, into the business model. So for about three years, from 2013 to about mid-2016, we did not sell any franchise territories. Uh, and we, we, we worked with what we had in terms of our current franchise base to figure out how do we transform our business into a full-service management company for our clients versus just providing um, a cleaning service. So we took three years and, um, and did that, and then we had our financials behind us, had the model built back out, and then we went, to, we, we went back to market, so to speak, with our, with our new model, uh, began refranchising at that time as well. And what we really did was bring what typically is a, quote, big service or big business facility model to small and local medium businesses that our franchisees um, are supporting in their, in their individual markets. So in many ways, we kind of opened up a new, a new space almost where, we're going in and talking to you know local businesses that really didn't even know having a partner like us was an option uh, mm-hmm. because this model has typically been aimed at very large companies that span mm-hmm. multiple states or the whole country. You know, Scott, you bring up a really good point of um, what the, during the period of time when you reinvented yourselves, as, as you described it, there are many mom-and-pop companies out there that are in a very uh, have, have created a 
a work model, a business model that has made them very vulnerable to what you just described. So to align themselves or to be a franchisee, then your franchisees don't have to worry about that because you have worked out all the kinks, you've taken the time, you've made sure that everything is tight. So when they come to business with you and as a franchisee, all of that's taken care of. Yes, that's certainly the goal. One of the one of the items that we discuss with our franchisees, particularly you know during the the, the initial sales process as we're learning about each other, is you know this is really an execution-based business model, and ultimately, you know, what they're getting into is a sales and management business. So it's about building relationships, finding solutions, and then, you know, helping manage those solutions. And uh, we actually like to think that we're, we help all, you know, kind of the local economies where we're operating as well, because when we reinvented our business model, Rather than having um, unit franchises deliver our service, we went to a model where we partner with existing service companies in a given market, and we work closely with them to help grow our businesses together. Um, so we're, we're actually helping a lot of local service companies get more customers, and in many cases get access to customers that they would not get on their own. That is such a smart model, Scott. So what you're telling me, just to make get it clear in my head, is that you don't actually have employees. Correct. That deliver the they, service. Our you franchises, yeah, to, are, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, um, I was just yes, going to say, the you don't even have the equipment. Are, you don't have equipment. You don't have product. You don't have any of that that you have to um, – that is that is on your on your um, spreadsheet, right? It's all outsourced, so to speak. That is exactly that is exactly wow. correct. So the wow. the employees that our franchises are um, you know are hiring and working with our sales folks, administrative and accounting folks, and operational folks that are you know that are running and driving the business, not the folks delivering the services. That's correct. How what a sweet model here. So when they when your franchisees are building these relationships with the service providers. Um, how, how do they identify those that um, that are best to be in partnership with? Because I tell people, if you're going to be in partnership with someone, you better really understand them and the way they do business. How do you help them to identify the best uh, the best companies in their area to deliver that model and to be their partner in this? Great question. So <clears throat> during those three years I referenced earlier in the transformation, um, you know, is it, really where we kind of figured that process out. It certainly took some lumps along the way, mm -hmm. um, but, but, but ultimately it comes down to, number one, identifying companies that want to work in that structure. Um, mm -hmm. So w we're not trying to twist, quote unquote, twist someone's arm um, to, to be a part of our service provider network. With that being said, there's lots of companies that like to take advantage of management company relationships like we provide. And, uh, you know, certainly there's a little bit of our secret sauce in how we find those companies sure. and put them through a proper, proper vetting process. 
um, which we have detailed out over many years of, of figuring it out, and, and that's all a part of what we provide our franchisees when they come into our system is the path and the support to build that service provider network. So we're also removing a lot of risk from our customer making that decision because if you're you know, a dental office and you want to find a new cleaning service, there's no guarantee that whoever is tasked at that dental office with finding companies is going to pick the pick the right one. It's going to pick the best fit. So ultimately what we do is we have our service provider network and our, our goal is to match up our service provider with our clients and that's going to create the best situation for all parties. Uh, and we also we work on a recurring basis with our service providers. We don't like to turn them over or shuffle them in and out. We're looking for long-term relationships that serve uh, both the client and the service providers well over time. And and so that's how you can um, offer the janitorial service, which is what you your father started with. But you can also mm-hmm. offer uh, the landscaping and the parking lot um, maintenance and any other um, maintenance that would go along with a commercial building is because you have those relationships with those individuals or those companies that provide that service in the area, right? That's exactly correct. And uh, yeah, and to your point, you know, the janitorial services are, are still our biggest revenue driver. You know, that's mm-hmm. by design. We, we, we like that recurring revenue model, uh, as do our franchisees. And uh, so a lot of the services that we provide outside of that kind of fall into, you know, that the skilled trades. So HVAC, plumbing, electrical, yeah. uh, plus some of the trades that you've mentioned as well. Um, so what we do is basically enable our clients to have a menu of options with us. We are not an all or nothing solution for them. We certainly can be all, but they may only choose to work with us on two or three um, services, and we're okay with that. We don't have to come in and have every single service with a customer. We, we certainly like that, but uh, by, by no means is that um, a necessity uh, for us to partner together and do business. And of course, over time, that could change. You know, over time and them getting to know you, uh, getting to know the franchisee, then they may feel comfortable enough to be able to um, um, say, I I think that they can do that. You know, System 4 can do that. So now that we've talked a little bit about um, what the structure looks like and what the business model looks like in the services, talk to me a little bit, Scott, about... Um, the franchisee that you're looking for. Are you looking for someone who has maybe been in construction or been in commercial maintenance? Who would be a really good franchisee for you? Sure. Uh, we don't know. You know, we don't necessarily look for or target franchisees that have um, you know industry experience in our world. Uh, what we're really looking for are are folks that you know have a growth mindset, are, are strong team builders, um, are are excited and driven by growth and results, and, and you know if they have if they have some type of experience in a B two B service model, that's ideal. Mm-hmm. By no means necessary. And then another sort of. Uh, strength uh, of a lot of our successful franchisees is that they are very skilled communicators with various audiences. You know, in a given day, one of our franchisees may interact with 
five different service provider companies in their network. They may be talking to a receptionist. They may be talking to a building supervisor, or they may be talking to a COO. Um, so you know, people who can kind of move amongst all of those groups skillfully and connect with all of those people and build relationships tend to have the most success with us. Oh, so um, and and so when when you see franchisees coming to you, um, what is a typical background that you see them coming in with? Do you see people coming in, you know, like out of corporate? When we went through the pandemic, I don't know about you guys, but you know that changed everything, didn't it, Scott? With people that are in corporate looking at other opportunities, did you see an increase during that time? Yes, we did, and I think you hit the nail on the head, Linda. If I had to step back and say, you know, kind of what are some of the common backgrounds or traits of the franchisees, certainly coming out of corporate America, and perhaps there was a situation where they were downsized or just the timing was right and there was some type of buyout or early retirement, and yeah. they find themselves in the position of wanting to kind of control their own destiny and be in charge of their future and build something for themselves and their family. Yeah. Definitely. And what I also know is that a lot of people coming out of corporate, I spent 30 plus years in banking. So coming out of corporate doesn't necessarily mean that you know how to run a business. So franchising is certainly a great model to plug into. So those that don't have uh, a background in business, what type of training do you uh, provide for your new franchisees? Sure. So it starts off with um, three days at our, at our headquarters in Cleveland, um, and, and the design of that classroom part of the training is to lay the groundwork. And then we embark upon probably a good four to five months of being very closely tied with our franchisees in really all aspects of the business. And that's sort of highlighted, highlighted and punctuated by three to four in-market visits we make during the first 90 to 120 days of their operation that they're open. And we're working right side by side with them. We're running sales appointments. We're meeting service providers. We're building proposals. We're hopefully pushing out some initial invoices, getting our first payments in. So we really take kind of a guardian angel approach uh, with our training, and that pulls through whether someone has been with us for six months or, you know, 15 years. Uh, one of the things we kind of try to pride ourselves on as the support team is send us an email or, or give us a call, and, and we're there. All of our franchisees have, have everyone's cell phone on our staff, and, you know, and, and with the difference in backgrounds and the difference of where they're at in their business growth with our franchise, you know, they all have different problems and issues at different times. The good news is we've kind of been through them and, and can help, you know, put our arm around their shoulder and get them, you know, through those hiccups um, or plateaus as, as they happen in the business. So we, we tend to take a, a, bit of a, a bit of a personalized and tailored approach to the support as well as, as the franchise starts to grow and we get to know the franchisee better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and also, I would think that the market, the, um, the geographical market, may have something to do with the way that you would roll it out as well. Um, where are, how, how do they make most of their contacts? Is that something that uh, sounds like you guys help them with, but ongoing, um, do, do they network or um, how do they get their leads from that point? 
Sure, we have multiple uh, we have multiple approaches to marketing and lead generation. Uh, some of it is certainly organic via networking and you know cold calling, so to speak. Uh, but then we also leverage you know digital uh, digital platforms, email marketing. Um, and, and social media to help, you know, kind of drive leads. And, and it happens at both the national level and the local level. So out of our, you know, corporate office, we're running, you know, larger scale programs where uh, when local companies um, show an interest, we, we pass those along to our franchisees um, when it's in their market. And, and then each franchisee has their own uh, marketing and lead gen plan that they're executing. So some of them were, were more involved in than others. Uh, we do give our franchisees quite a lot of freedom in terms of the decisions they want to make and the companies they want to work with. We certainly have you know third-party relationships that they can partake in, but um, they're free to develop their own as well. So it's a bit of a mixed bag. One thing we have learned is not every approach works the same uh, in every city in the country. Um, mm -hmm. So we're, we're, we're always kind of working towards honing in on the best approach there. Yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense there. And you know, I'm I always ask this question, and Scott, you may you probably could put this on a on recording and and just play it every time somebody asks you. But how did the pandemic help? Uh, how did it impact your system for franchisees? Sure. So certainly when, when things first hit and the whole country was shut down, uh, we had, you know, we had uh, quite a few customers who suspended our, our services. So they weren't, mm -hmm. you know, terminating us or getting rid of us, so to speak. They were just simply, hey, we're not there. We don't need anything right. cleaned. So, so that right. was a certain part of the customer base. And that, that lasted about those, those two months of shutdown. Mm -hmm. Now, on the flip side, we also had customers who did remain open, and maybe we were providing services twice a week to, and then they ramped those up to five times a week now with the increased need for cleaning and disinfecting. Sure. Then we also had clients who added additional disinfecting services. And I think the biggest, uh, the biggest impact in terms of um, – you know, not having a huge downside during the pandemic is that we preach, um, you know, a, a varied customer base. We try to focus our lead generation efforts and customer acquisition efforts on industries that they themselves are continuing to grow and flourish. And then types of services we provide. You know, it's not always the most exciting thing to sit around and talk about cleaning or plumbing or HVAC maintenance, but the reality is these are critical services that no matter what's going on in, in the world at large and the economy at large, businesses need, people need. So the combination of that very customer base and the, the, the different types of services we can provide, you know, kind of put us in a decent position to weather that storm quite well. And in fact, several franchisees experienced really nice growth during that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I would imagine so, um, especially for, like you had mentioned, some industries, um, the, the level of uh, cleaning that was required for them uh, was increased. Like I know that gyms had additional requirements that they had to meet uh, to open their doors, and that was bumped up in their in their cleaning, their level of cleaning. Absolutely, yeah. We 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 saw that uh, all around the country and in multiple uh, multiple industries, but certainly that fitness and wellness industry yeah. was a big one for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Scott, it looks like I need to take a real quick commercial break here, but I know that my listeners, like me, we love stories. Do you happen to have any stories that you could share with us when we come back from break? Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, folks, we're going to take a a franchise story and a customer story. Lovely. So, folks, be sure to have your pen and paper in hand because Scott has been sharing some great information. Uh, So we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and we will be back with more from System 4. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. Linda Ballesteros here with my guest is Scott Kubak. And Scott is the Chief Operating Officer for System 4. And when we broke for commercial break, Scott, I asked if you happen to have some some stories you could share. And you said, yes, you have several. So I'd love to hear those. Sure. Yeah, I'll start with... Uh... Um, a recent uh, success story with one of our franchisees. Uh, So this franchise owner purchased a market from us a little less than five years ago. Um, So this was a start from scratch market, no customers, no service providers. And one of the things that we clearly remember um, about this franchisee when, when they started was they had a very defined goal and a path to get to that goal, and they routinely would meet with us to review the progress towards that goal and built a very, very nice business, very strong on the margin side, uh, very, very nice growth path. And this individual ended up uh, selling their franchise for 14 times the investment they made in the franchise after less than five years. And of course, also, you know, making a nice living along the way. Um, So kind of an interesting thing was he, he, he did step back and say, okay, do I want to continue this? Do I just want to hire someone and create a passive income stream? You know, or do I kind of want to, you know, cash the chips in, so to speak? And they decided to cash the chips in. Um, 
but uh, that 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 one sticks out to me as a, a recent you know huge success story. Of course, we would have loved to have that franchisee involved with us long term, but more importantly, they accomplished their goals with us, and and, and that was really exciting and special to be a part of. So, Scott, you said something there, and I, I want to make sure that our listeners picked up on that when you said they met with you frequently. So what that mm-hmm. tells me is that you help them not to just launch their business, but to grow their business and maybe even help them to prepare for an exit strategy. Is that correct? Yeah, we didn't, you know, to be, truth be told, we didn't completely help them on the exit strategy piece. Mm-hmm. With that being said, the interactions of helping you know them build their business, of course, position them to have a very exciting sure. exit. Um, and, and the other interesting piece on this story is that you know uh, our you know our support of the franchisee you know of course wasn't wasn't nearly as intense say in the first year as it was in year you know three. However, um, they understood very much where and when they wanted help, insight, and coaching and would come to the support team at those critical junctures. So mm-hmm. it was just important that they understood kind of where and when they needed the help as well. And uh, that, that I think that was a real big part of how we were able to, you know, provide the support needed. And ultimately, it was up to them to execute it and build the relationships. We simply were help, helping them provide the platform, guidance, and coaching to get there. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So you say you have another story for us as well? Yeah, on the customer side, um, due to, you know, the fact that we're able to provide, you know, really, quite frankly, any facility service that's needed by our clients, um, we had uh, partnered with a company um, back in 2017 who was looking to to grow significantly. At the time, they had about 80 locations um, in several states. So we partnered with them, and they they became a part of what we call our national account program. So these are contracts that we win um, from the corporate level that span multiple states and multiple franchise territories. So with this client, they were seeking to outsource everything to one company. So that was cleaning, plumbing, electrical, HVAC, preventative maintenance, handyman services, general repair services, appliance repair services. These places had uh, washers and dryers in them for their business. So over the course of uh, about four years, um, we helped them scale from 80 locations to over 200 locations, and they did not have to make one hire on their facilities team. Um, So that was a real big impact to their business that they could, you know, effectively budget out the growth pattern. And we really became the one-stop shop for them. When they would open a new location, we had folks there to help them open boxes, set up their facility, and then we would step in with the cleaning services and everything else that you know they needed. And we helped facilitate that through our, we developed a proprietary software platform uh, that we provide our clients. We customize it for them. And then we're able to pre-assign the various contractors they're going to need. So when they would go in and create a work order on our platform, um, it would be automatically routed to the appropriate uh, contractor or trade that needed to provide the service. So that's uh-huh. been a pretty um, fun success story, yeah, to, to help them scale that way and to really be a part of their growth and a, and a true partner with them in managing, you know, their locations, and they're still a client of ours today. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that those are great stories there, Scott. And it also, um, I also feel that you may start with a specific widget, but it um, that widget may need to be improvised or changed. It has to be flexible uh, over time. So, with you talking about building um, a, a a portal so that your customers mm-hmm. can just easily um, input those work orders. That really does reduce the amount of um, time that your franchisee is on the phone trying to get work orders and all done. It seems like it's a very seamless system. That's actually a great word for it. It is very seamless, and that's what we try to, uh, you know, put together for our clients too. You know, with our with our customers, we're looking just right, to make their life simple and easy as, as it relates yeah. to their, you know, their buildings or their facilities. And certainly, the the software helps do that uh, without question. And the fact that we're able to kind of quickly customize it for them, and it's not, you know, some um, templated solution. You know, we really pride ourselves on that. And just to comment on on the, you know. The, the widget and the pivot points, we originally um, were white labeling a software platform and and we realized it really wasn't providing what was needed to our clients and, and that's when um, you know we made the decision to, to build our own platform with what was really needed and made that investment. Mm. Mm. And I, I love that. You know, it's great to be able to use something out of the box, but sometimes what's out of the box doesn't provide you exactly everything that you need, and you do have to customize it. So um, that's that's great to hear that. I tell you what, Scott, if, uh, we're getting close to the end of the show, but if somebody is listening, now whether they are possibly needing the service of uh, System 4 or maybe they are interested in that franchise opportunity, where would they go to find information? Sure. You know, certainly our website's the best option for that, system4.com, and that's the number four. Well, we also have a LinkedIn page that has a lots of uh, information on it and blogs and videos as well. And then from the franchising side, uh, that's something that I, you know, personally uh, directly deal with. And, and the best item there is to, to send me an email, uh, whether it's directly or through uh, a franchise broker. Um, and my email is SKU. B as in boy, E-C, at system4.com. And that's the number four, right? System four. Yes, the number four. Okay, very good. Very good. So we are down to those final three questions here. The first question is, um, if there's someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do to prepare for the process? Yeah, I, I would suggest that they that they know themselves, know their passions. You know, building a business for yourself is is, is much different than having a job. So, uh, as a, as a business owner, you need to be kind of be bursting with excitement about the business every day, uh, even though you're going to be having to do things you may not always want to do. Um, but but having that you know passion of knowing I'm building something and I'm excited about what I'm building. Uh, so, you know, I think you have to kind of self-reflect and understand, you know, how you want to be spending your time. And then I also think it's very important to explore, you know, multiple concepts um, while, you know, while someone's looking at franchising and to really focus and prepare well for the validation calls that they're going to have through that process where they're, you know, connecting with existing franchisees in the system. Um, I, I see that as a, a really critical process for anyone who's looking um, at a franchise concept. 
Absolutely. Um, you were talking about um, the employee mindset versus the um, business owner's mindset. And this morning I saw something on LinkedIn and it said, the bad news is you're growing and it's uncomfortable. The good news is it's uncomfortable but you're growing. So sometimes it will be uncomfortable, right? It's going to be uncomfortable. Absolutely. It's just a matter of the way that you look at it. So um, because coming out of corporate, that, like I said earlier, it doesn't mean that you know how to run a business. And um, being able to lean on you guys as the franchisor that has the system in place is going to be critical and determines their success is the way I see it. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, the second question here is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Uh, vision. I think having a specific vision for, for, for what, some, what, what you want to accomplish with the business and, and in what time frame you want to accomplish that is, I think, critical. And second, second to that would be the ability to build uh, to build a successful team and keep a team motivated. You, you can only do so much on your own, uh, and, and ultimately you need to have really good people around you um, to, you know, to drive the business and push it to where you want to be. So I would say you know, having that vision and then the ability to build a team. Mm-hmm. Um, having the vision is clearly what um, the franchisee that you gave the story, that you told the story about, they definitely had that vision and just stuck to it, didn't they? Yes, that was that that was uh, very evident right you know right from the get go that maintaining that vision and then you know benchmarking against that vision uh, was was definitely critical to that to that success story. Yeah, definitely. So you've been in franchising for a while. So the final mm-hmm. question here is, what does the future of franchising look like? Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be kind of interesting, and we're already starting to see this. I think that we're going to see more consolidation of of similar type businesses or brands Mm -hmm. kind of coming underneath an umbrella. Um, mm-hmm. Where there's multiple concepts um, that 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 you know kind of can gel together, uh, seeing that a lot lately. And I also think we're going to start to see even more concepts coming coming up around you know that concept of the gig economy, where particularly you know during the pandemic, a lot of us got used to quote unquote outsourcing things we normally wouldn't have outsourced, like food delivery right. to a large extent. Right. And, and I think that you know there's probably some really interesting concepts that are haven't even, you know, hit the market yet, uh, again, kind of based around that gig economy. So I would see that, you know, again, the consolidation of, of brands and businesses under one umbrella, uh, and then also different concepts popping up around that gig economy. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate you saying that because during the, the pandemic, we did see um, new businesses, new concepts um, because yep. of the demands. And I love that um, because um, I've always heard that when things get tough, that's when creativity kicks in. And that was certainly evident Absolutely. during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, Scott, we are down to the end of the show here. One more time, if someone's wanting to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? 
Sure. Um, on our website, they can go to the website, system4.com. Again, that's the number 4.com, and we have multiple areas where forms can be filled out, and, and, and that'll go to the appropriate person or office. And then if someone's interested on the franchising side, it's best to just contact me directly um, at my email, S-K-U-B as a boy, E-C, at system4.com. And again, that's the number 4. Wonderful. Scott, it's been such a pleasure um, having you on the show today and learning more about the System 4 model. I think it's brilliant the way you guys have put this together, and it sounds like a real easy business concept that um, that is definitely set up setting your franchisees up for success. So I, I appreciate you being on the show today. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to have me on and, and letting me share uh, you know, some information and stories about System 4. And once again, thanks to all the listeners who joined in as well. Wonderful. Thanks so much. So, folks, you see that uh, the franchise industry, and I always love to bring you a concept that is a little bit different. And so the franchise um, model is it's changing. And you just heard Scott talk about how the System 4 model is all about outsourcing. It's finding those, those uh, referral partners, those teams that you can rely on. But many people come to me and they're coming out of corporate and they say, I don't want employees. And so if you're looking for something and you're thinking, yeah, but Linda, I don't want employees, System 4 could just be the trick for you. As always, I leave you with this with a quote. This one goes like this. Uh, Don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. This is a John D. Rockefeller quote. quote. So if you are currently in a, a really good job, maybe you have a good career, Don't be afraid to give that up to go for the great. You heard about the story that Scott shared with us where after five years, one of his franchisees was able to exit out and what I say is maybe go down and buy that island. But think about it. You may be doing well. You may be having, you have a great job, a good job. But if you let go of that, you might experience the great. Folks, thanks so much for joining me today on All Things Franchising. We'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today. And be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.